Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hello and welcome back to Bretton Cliff's Flea Circus. My name is Cliff and I can see... Very interesting looking man today. Me. Yes, it's you. me, man. It's you. Yeah, of course it's me. Brett. It's, yes, that's me, Neil. Don't but. wear it out. <laughs> it's good saying that, isn't it? Don't wear it, it out. It is a good saying. Yeah. What do you want? A picture. Sign picture, last longer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like that one too. That one's a good one. Like uh, well, so uh, you're all right then, Cliffy boy. I'm all right. I'm all right. What do you want? A blue Peter badge. <laughs> <laughs> that is the best one. That's the best, isn't one, it? Do they still it do is. it? Is it still a thing? I hope so. I never used to like yeah. blue Peter shite. Oh, I used to like. I liked it when uh, them thugs destroyed the garden. Well, that's the only thing I remember. Or the bits that I like yeah. when they made the time capsule. That was about the only thing I used to like on it. And then the thugs. Yeah. Uh, Ransacked it, didn't they? <laughs> <laughs> they just kicked the plants all over, didn't they? Shock it. I mean, Shocking I wouldn't like it to happen to so did... the greenery in this balcony if any thugs absailed onto here. Yeah, our, our garden. It's uh, it's it's well kept. Not by me. I must uh, must say, like, because I'm I'm terrible at garden. Well, I'm not terrible at it. I just have no interest in it whatsoever. Well, my granddad was a gardener. Like. People used to pay him to go and do their gardens and stuff like that. And my dad used to do it with him as well. Um, I used to like going to the yeah. garden. The garden, um, what was it like? A, like allotments where there's like a little shop where you can buy seeds and stuff. I used to go that, that uh-huh. kind of thing with him. He was brilliant. Mm-hmm. Like his, his garden was beautiful at my nana and granddad's house. Absolutely yeah. beautiful. Like veg as well as flowers and all of that kind of stuff. Jane's dad's uh-huh. a landscape gardener. That's what he does for a living. Oh, well. Or did before Excellent. he retired. But yeah, um, I, think well, I cannot keep these <laughs> meager plants alive. <laughs> so much so that we employ a gardener for the plants on the balcony to come <laughs> every Tuesday afternoon to try and keep them alive. <laughs> That's terrible. That's and I think the thing that put me off gardening, we spoke about my granda, my great granda, a couple of weeks ago with a monkey, didn't we? Mm-hmm. And he used to have a garden. He used to have rhubarb and stuff like that in yeah. his garden. And he used to take us out on a wheelbarrow, which he had horse manure on, right, and the wheelbarrow. <laughs> and he used to sit me on top of the horse manure, <laughs> sitting in shit. <laughs> I think that's what put us up. <laughs> so that's definitely why I'm not. You a know what puts me off? 
Just like what? worms, like it might touch a worm. Yeah. Worms. <laughs> yeah, true. I don't want to touch a worm. You know what? Is that true? If you if you chop up a worm, right, it'll it'll still keep moving. Is that because they have so many hearts or is whatever? It not like the grow it grows back, so you actually end up with two worms. Is that what happens? I've never. Well, I don't want to touch. I don't worms, know. So I don't know. I, I don't know. About You're this. asking the I'm wrong one. I've, yeah, I feel like the generation of people that would know this have, have left us. <laughs> <laughs> they probably have. I could try so and did, ask did... the gardener tomorrow who comes and does the things because I'm not joking about that. Jane has uh-huh. employed someone to come and uh, yeah, do Yeah, I don't this. think you're joking. Um, do they have sandworms? Is it like June, is it? I don't know. I mean, he doesn't speak much English, to be honest, so I won't get any sense out of him. <laughs> and, and the cat attacks him every time he goes in your house. Well, the cat runs away, doesn't attack him. She's just scared. Right. Um, just, just runs away. But yeah, she he comes. I, I don't know what he does. Stuff just gets moved around and <laughs> gets 20 quid at the end of the month. <laughs> Oh, well, these four visits. So. Sounds, like, sounds like a very good job, doesn't it? You're all right, isn't it? Like, like there'll, good... be, there'll definitely be people that are more demanding than I am. Than we are, uh-huh. like who actually want to do stuff. We, I don't want to have any interaction with them whatsoever, obviously. So I, I hide <laughs> along with the cat. Uh, <laughs> and Jane normally like deals with them, but he said uh-huh. uh, last time he said we water the plants too much, which was news yeah. to me because I hadn't watered them since he came the week before. So I think he had definitely watered them too much at that point. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, anyway, that's a bit of gardening crack. What I really wanted Lovely. to say was, you're wearing a spectacles today. Oh, I, I must have forgot to take them off. Um, I, my eyesight's getting worse as I get older, obviously, as it does. Uh, so I, 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 I wear my glasses and stuff when I'm watching the telly. Really? Mm-hmm. Ah, have you been to the opticians, though? No, I mean, why would I go? I can see perfectly. Ah, but you see... I was exactly the same. I thought there was nothing wrong with my eyesight, and I went to the opticians and and he, he checked. Oh yes, you need glasses and stuff like that. And the complete difference, you just don't realise. So you're kind of used to your vision being the way it is. But Are you on commission? Once yeah, you get the glasses, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. It's <laughs> no wrong with that one. Nothing uh, wrong. With I had that. eye so test done. Go oh, hang on. Uh-huh. I have had an eye Go test on. done. I've remembered. Have I, had to, I had to have it done before I got my driving license here. Um, mm-hmm. And they said it was fine then. Totally fine. Maybe you're one of the lucky ones. Does he had, wear glasses? I had no, yeah, he does. So does my mum. I had no idea that uh, you wore glasses. None whatsoever. Did you not? No. No? I've, I only wear them when I'm reading the air. Oh, watching the TV, actually. So I've just been watching the TV, and that's why I had them on. So yeah, I remember I went. Isn't it? I went through. Yeah, it is a bit. I went through a phase <laughs> when I used to wear ones that didn't. That were just yeah. Clear. I uh-huh. used to like them. I used. I used. To, obviously, I used to think I looked good in them, but mm-hmm. whether I did or not isn't up to open to debate. <laughs> I think you did. I think you look good. Yes. I can't remember you wearing glasses that were were just yeah, normal. Yeah, like uh, black. Black, like horn rim kind of glasses things. I used to wear them. Uh-huh. Like, anyway, like Buddy Holly. Not quite as big as Buddy Holly, but yeah, those that style. In that style. Did you watch any of the football? Because it was the last day. Uh, it was the last week of the Premier League season. Um, Did I didn't. I forgot really because 
I was enjoying it when it came back in about halfway through. And then uh-huh. the last week, there's been about 12 games every day. I've just, yeah. like, I've, I've lost track. And um, uh-huh. so I know the last day was yesterday. I, always, I normally finish work just before the games kick off. And um, honestly, I got mm-hmm. a message off my mates saying, Oh, whatever game mentioned a game, and I was like, "Oh shit!" And it was quarter past eight here, so I'd, I'd already missed most of it. So, uh, so you didn't watch any? But yeah. then I was really struggled to find out who got relegated. I couldn't kept seeing mm-hmm. pieces about going into the last day of the season, but couldn't see the results uh-huh. for a while. But the Bournemouth went down, boring Eddie Howe. Yeah, he, the, the, well, watching match of the day last night, and uh, he came on, and and the wife went, "Bye." He doesn't look the same, does he? <laughs> What's he happened about? To- <laughs> he just looks old and haggard. Does he like the David Moyes like before? That's what he looks like. It's, it's <laughs> taken its toll. <laughs> it's completely taken its toll. Has but it? I watched. I watched the Villa game. Aye, I watched they the Villa up. game because I, I wanted Villa to stay up. Aye, because I'm not bothered about Watford or Bournemouth. So I, I feel Villa like Watford needlessly sacked Nigel Pearce. I know we said this last time, but like, yeah. what, what difference did it make? Like, I don't understand. Well, mate, <laughs> it made absolutely unless he's done what something. He, did. he must have done. Know, something, he must have done because why would you? They don't like only just got him, and there were a but, better chance of staying up. Like while he was yeah. there, then. but they've got a history of sacking managers, haven't they? They're almost like well, like well, us, like fourth one, aren't they? fourth one. Yeah, yes, yeah. But it was uh-huh. bad when they brought that fella back. The handsome man as he is, he, yeah, he fell yeah. out with in a massive strop last time. And then all of a sudden, and then they back. brought him back. He lasted five uh, games or something, didn't he? It's insane, what, isn't what it? What a surprise! It but, didn't work. Uh, uh, if you haven't seen the matches anyway, um, Fabianski, West Ham goalkeeper, I think he had a, a cheeky fiver on on Villa stopping up, like oh, he? he did that thing, even the way he dive out the way of the ball, <laughs> he just dove out the way. Grealish is shot, so uh, he must have had some money on him. Yeah, he's good as but well. I like Grealish. I like I. I like the way he wears his socks. Grealish, are oh, they rolled down? Yeah, they're really low down. I like footballers <laughs> who do that. They always look uh, elegant when they're playing, don't they? He's, he's a good player. Like, but, and normally uh, it's like little it's tricky like guys like him, isn't it? Um, yeah. I've got a couple of questions for you. Okay. Uh, well, I'm unprepared for it, this. That's all right. You're always unprepared. We're never, we don't, I don't tell you what I'm going to ask you, do I? Have you ever been on a night out, Clifford, in fancy dress? Because I can't remember you ever doing anything like that. No, I'm not I don't think you're dress. that adventurous. I'm not that adventurous. You've, ne- <laughs> You've never been dressed up on, a, on a, a night out? Not outside of the house. No? Nah, no chance. The, the closest Why? I got was we had a um, Christmas party here. Uh-huh. Like a Christmas jumper party. And I didn't even have a Christmas, like a funny Christmas jumper. I just wrapped uh-huh. some uh, fairy lights around my sleeve. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's pretty shocking, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it was like a work thing as well. We were going to get dressed up, or whatever. <laughs> I've got one now. Uh-huh. You'll see uh-huh. it at Christmas. I've, I've never owned a Christmas jumper in my life. I've never I've got worn mine's one. A sweatshirt. Is it? Yeah. No, I, I might have to get one. I'm at that right be. age for a Christmas jumper. I was. Uh, I've been out a few times dressed up. I was what dressed as Elvis. Zelvis once yes. in uh, in a nightclub in in Newcastle, and I, I was particularly bad behaved that particular evening, and I got <laughs> thrown out, dressed as Elvis. You know, can you guess what the bouncer said 
as he threw us out. Did he say Elvis has left the building? He most certainly <laughs> did, yes. <laughs> I think they threw us out just so they could say yeah. that. <laughs> Elvis has the left other... the fucking building. Yeah, good old bud. <laughs> it was that uh, it was one in one of the pubs at the quayside that was like a a western themed one. What was that called? Uh, oh, opposite my. where Baja the nightclub was. Yeah. What was it called? I think it's closed down now that Cozy Joe's. Maybe Cozy Joe's. Something like that. Used to have karaoke yeah, something on. Like that. Yeah. Used to have a Brooklyn Bronco. Yeah, yeah. Bucket. Not Brooklyn. Bucket. Brooklyn Bronco. Brooklyn Bronco. <laughs> so the other question I have for you, can you remember that uh, meatloaf song? <laughs> I would do anything for love, but I won't do that. Yeah. What what do you think that was? Cuddlingus. <laughs> you, you were you were quite insistent on that. That was a I've just heard that meatloaf is very anti cuddlingus. <laughs> is that why he's always got that handkerchief? Yeah, around his face. <laughs> <laughs> it's on me face, but <laughs> he's always got they're always coming out of his sleeves. <laughs> <laughs> he's always <laughs> Prepared just in case, yeah. He he's part magician, just for the, <laughs> so that that's, what <laughs> that's what you think, is it? I uh, can't remember what are the lyrics to it. Does it are there any hints in the lyrics? There's no hints whatsoever. You know, the woman you just won't you know do a certain thing. Um, you know, in the video, there's like a sexy woman and she's in a castle and he's like, be- yeah. like Beauty and the Beast kind of thing. You know, the that's actual right, woman I... who sang it is from No Shields, not the yeah, woman in the video. Yes, I had. I, I did know that actually. I was because I, I was reading about it months ago, I think. But yeah, I did know that. You know what he so would I, do? I, what? I th- what? You know some of the things what he would, would he do? do? Go on then. I'd, he'd run right into Helen back. Right. He'd never lie to her, and that's a fact. He'll uh-huh. never forget the way she feels right now. Oh no, no way. No um, way. We won't do that. Uh, that's that's it. That's that's it. I th- I think he's been uh, asked to organise a child's party. That's what I think. <laughs> well, but... what about will you come out with uh, me and my friends and their husbands? <laughs> <laughs> will you will you speak to these builders when they arrive, please? <laughs> no, I'm not doing that. No, no way. I do anything for love, but. I'm not. Uh, I'm, I'm not, not making that. small talk with other husbands. <laughs> <laughs> Final straw. <laughs> and they yeah, don't want to. They don't want to. So why no, is anybody nobody, nobody doing does. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody wants to do that. So uh, the other thing, this Kirby spelling thing, seems to be rattling on on oh, uh, Facebook. Oh, uh, it's got a big, uh, big reaction. It does. I'm not bothered, me. I couldn't give a fuck. Well, you sent us... Uh, um, well, I know. I mean, I'm surprised. Obviously, I haven't bothered replying <laughs> to any of it because I'm like, whatever. Um, but mm-hmm. you sent us a picture of a book. I wasn't really sure what I was meant to be reading, but it was Stephen mm-hmm. King spelling curb uh, C-U-R-B. The way I spelt it, uh-huh. But I guess that's just the difference between American and English spelling. But anyway, me dad's yeah. waded into it. Some fella, mm-hmm. I've got no idea who the fella is, has waded into it with me dad. Those <laughs> two are, I think me dad just said he wasn't going to get involved. He just told him to listen to the <laughs> podcast. 
<laughs> yeah, he did. The right answer, Brian. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> well done, Brian. <laughs> Good man. What else has been happening on social media this week? LA fucking takedown still uh, being talked about. Really be- <laughs> the takedown. LA takedown. Still oh, that's a- that. Yeah, I'm not involved in that. I've I've been looking at the uh, the guy who's uh, supposedly interested in taking over Sunderland. Though, have you seen him? He looks like a member from Megadeth or something. Yeah, apparently he's another chancer, isn't he? He's like uh, a skater or something. Uh, some energy drink guy. So I was I was looking at him. And, was uh, he monster? 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 Is it that guy? <laughs> <laughs> he looks more like. Like, you know the fast show? Yeah. You know, um, there was like a, a, a sort of scientist guy yeah. who was like a hippie. Yeah. He looks exactly like him. It was the scientist that was really bad. Remember the yeah. one where um, the guy came on? As, was that the one where the guy came on just the, with his son who was the robot? Was that that <laughs> one? I think so. <laughs> he just made, his, just made his son get in a robot costume and he was like asking him <laughs> questions. Or maybe <laughs> that might be like that's amazing guy, I can't remember. Yeah. One of, them. one of them anyway. Basically he worked well, out that it was a boy inside and he asked him a really complicated question that he couldn't answer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I love the fast show, like it was amazing. Yeah, have you watched it recently or watched any of it? I haven't actually recently. Um, I think like a lot of like a lot of sketch shows, like not all of it works, but I guess even at the time, not all of it works. That's why there's like yeah. 30 sketches in half an hour or whatever. Um, uh-huh. But some of them have like dated a bit now. You can tell it's like 90s kind of humor and where it was set up, but a lot of it's yeah. still, still brilliant. Like I absolutely is, uh... love loads of them. Like Ted and Ralph, before they got their mm-hmm. own show and stuff, that's just amazing, especially the, the one where they, the drinking game in the pub where his wife's dead. That's probably one of the greatest <laughs> sketches of all time. <laughs> yeah. And Johnny Depp says that, that Paul Whitehouse was the best actor he'd ever seen, didn't he? Yeah, he pops up in one of the Suits You Sir sketches, doesn't he? Aye, in a specials, doesn't he? In a Christmas special or something like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Ooh, was that the police outside yours? Aye, well, I lived, I lived just near the nuke, so they're always whizzing past the nuke. I know, I, going I somewhere from being a young lad. Aye, uh, so they're always wasn't down that main road and stuff like that. So I don't know, I don't know what's happening. I'll ask them. I'll shout. I'll ask yeah. them out the window. <laughs> <laughs> also, you shared the picture of my hair chart on Twitter. That was a thing. Oh yes, I did. Uh huh. It got a, a nice few responses, didn't it? Mm-hmm. Your first, uh, your number one haircut was a bit odd. Is it? I can't remember what was number one. What I think it? You've, dr- you've drawn your, your baby here. That's what I think you've done. <laughs> I, think, I think there's one next to number one. That's just uh-huh. a practice for hair, I think. Just oh, trying to practice, practice drawing one, hair. Number uh-huh. five was the bad one that I mentioned. Right. Um, where there's one where you've, you've drawn your face. You've only <laughs> decided to draw your face on one random haircut. I don't know why you've done that. Number 14, yeah. Uh-huh. What, what compelled you to draw your face? I don't know. I think it's now like you now. <laughs> <laughs> We're mm-hmm. going to talk about a football uh, film today, aren't we? Mm-hmm. That's the point of us getting here uh, and the random stuff. It is, yeah. So Have I you was... seen this before? I had not. Or is this the first No. Time? So oh. I saw, um, I think Dan 
Vody, who was on the podcast a few weeks ago, uh-huh. um, when we were talking about the buzz, he yeah. mentioned that there was an episode of the ESPN uh, sports documentaries called 30 for 30, all about mm-hmm. him. Um, yeah. So I, I noticed that I could, I could watch them on my telly. So I had mm-hmm. a quick look through the three series of them. Um, and I was just basically scanning to see if there was any ones that I was interested in. Just doing yeah. hookers in. And I saw uh-huh. there was one called The Two Escobars, which I had read about, um, which is basically about drug kingpin slash folk hero Pablo Escobar and also mm-hmm. um, his namesake who played for Colombia and the goal and the sorry defender who mm-hmm. was killed after the 1994 World Cup. So I'm not that bothered about Pablo Escobar to be honest. Uh-huh. There's loads of shit about him knocking about and loads of documentaries and films and stuff like that. But mm-hmm. I kind of wanted to know a little bit more about where the football came into it because I didn't know that much about the backstory um, uh-huh. about football in Colombia or the fella. And I guess at the time when it happened, we would have been 13, 94 World Cup. Mm-hmm. It obviously made news. So what happened? What was it called? Andres Escobar, isn't it? Andres, Andres Escobar, <laughs> yes. Uh-huh. So Colombia were massively tipped going into this World Cup as ones to watch, but they ended up crashing <laughs> out. In, I they mean, were. We'll get on to who tipped them after. Yeah. But, um, uh-huh. <laughs> um, they ended up crashing out in the uh-huh. group stage yeah. unexpectedly. Mm-hmm. And that who... The guy, Andreas Escobar, who had been that captain but wasn't captaining them in the World Cup because Carlos Valderrama was captaining in the World Cup. He mm-hmm. scored an own goal against the USA, which again had its own significance, that fixture. Um, mm-hmm. And not long after getting back to Colombia, he was murdered outside of a nightclub for, his, uh, for the own goal and his part in Colombia's downfall mm-hmm. from that World Cup. And at the time... Are you, like you can tell us what you think after, but I remember seeing him going, fucking hell, he's been killed because he's got no goal. Wow. All right. Yeah. Uh, Island's on now, so I'll watch that. And like, just forgetting about it. Like not, <laughs> obviously at the time yeah. we've talked about like, the internet wasn't really what it is now and you didn't have instant access to stuff and what was mm-hmm. going on the other side of the world. Other than a news flash, you wouldn't really get much information on. So it kind uh-huh. of, the headline and it disappeared again, didn't think much about it. Um, mm-hmm. And I kind of didn't think much about it ever again. I guess. What do you? What can you remember it happening? I remember. I remember watching the game because England hadn't qualified mm-hmm. for this this tournament, which uh, made it less stressful. I yep. think. So I, I would. I think I watched nearly every single game. Yeah. Uh, I remember watching the game against Romania. Mm-hmm. Obviously, one of our favourites, Adji, who scores mm-hmm. a fantastic goal in that yep. particular game. But I do remember watching the news, BBC News, I think, and it coming on that he had been killed. And obviously, they associated it straight away with the fact that he had scored their own goal. Yeah. And that's why he had been killed. So yeah. it, it was always in the back of my mind. I always remembered that sort of news report that he yeah. had been killed. Mm-hmm. Um, and I watched this documentary a lot, well, probably 10 years ago, I think. Yeah, it's an old one. like that. 2009, yeah. the series came out. Uh-huh. So I have seen documentaries about Pablo Escobar and stuff like that in the past as well. 
Um, and then obviously when I found this one, which sort of mixes the two together, and tells you a little bit more about the story and stuff. That's when I watched this one. So I, it was always in the back of my mind. I always remember. Yes, oh, him, yeah. Remember that, that lad who, you know, scored an own goal and then they killed him. But obviously this documentary sort of delves into the reasons as to, to why that's, that's actually happened. Um, yeah, I think it's, uh, it's an amazing documentary. It is. So it's ESPN, it's called 30 for 30. I, like I said to you last week, I thought it was going to be on for 30 minutes. I thought it was 30 yeah. short documentaries about stuff. Actually, it's on for almost two hours. And it's called I think I've worked out why they call it that now. I I think oh, I've, got, I've got my suspicions. Okay, go on then. 30 episodes by 30 different directors. Is that what you think? Oh, I've read that it was um, 30th anniversary of ESPN. So that's why they did 30 Was episodes. it? Right. So my suspicions are wrong there. Well, they might have <laughs> chosen 30 could different be, directors. Could be. Yeah. yeah, could be. That tie well. in with it. Uh-huh. 30 different subjects. <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely 30, definitely 30 episodes as well. So yeah. Um, so, yeah, so this was like, I don't know, number 19 or something. So I was just scrolling through. I'm not that big on American sports. I don't know that much about it. And I and uh-huh. genuinely approached it with a little bit of trepidation because... A Amer- uh, 2009 American documentary about one football. Colombian drugs and yeah. stuff, and also football uh-huh. or soccer. I guess I was kind uh-huh. of not I, I, maybe prejudiced in the fact that I thought, "Will this be as good as if it was an English documentary or whatever?" But obviously, I mean, actually, yeah. it's it's a superbly put together film. A little bit dated in yeah. places. It the is, fonts, it, the fonts and yeah. stuff they use are a bit dated, but. It's an amazingly like well mm-hmm. thought out, in depth, well told uh-huh. story that weaves in all these different elements to it, um, mm-hmm. and has you gripped. Really, has you? Or it had me gripped. Yeah, yeah, it does. Yeah, you're completely right, and I, I get what you're saying about that. I mean, and some of the, the the parts in the documentary, not from the documentary makers. I think it's two brothers, isn't it? Jeff yep. and Michael Zimbalist. That, yep. That's who make this. But the, the things that, that do reflect what you've just said there about the American take on soccer, as they call it, mm-hmm. is, you know, some of the commentary and stuff like that that they've got. Yeah. Uh, news reports. and Yeah. Oh, he's accidentally kicked that the was, ball in his own goal. It. That's what made me. I was like, it's what it. the fuck? And he yeah, accidentally kicked the ball into his own net. <laughs> like... Uh, <laughs> Hello. I just it's thought, like, oh, there's a term for it. Like it's called an own goal. Like he scored uh-huh. an own goal. That's what it is. And it it happens. It's it was almost as if in these news reports that that within the documentary that this thing is is it doesn't happen in the sport. You know what I mean? It's <laughs> like a cardinal sin or something that this would happen. It happens quite often. Yeah, tell Frank you know Sinclair I mean? that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, uh, well, tell uh, who's the lad that scored two. Uh, was it a hat trick of own goals? Michael Proctor. I played against it. I uh, played against him when I was a kid, actually. Did he? So, yeah. I mean, it happens, yeah. It, it, but the, the documentary is its almost like it's one of these unnatural things that, that don't yeah, happen they, in the game. They kind it, it of, does. The US press kind of blows it out of proportion. In, uh, For dramatic effect, isn't it? Really? Well, I mean, I'm maybe the documentary makers chose the most dramatic news reports to put in the film. I mean, you can watch Fox News or something now for five minutes and they're mm-hmm. talking about something 
totally innocuous, but they'll make it sound yeah. like World War Three starting. So it yeah. might be that they chose choice ones that made it seem worse than it was. But mm-hmm. um, but yeah, that was one of the things that stuck out. I'd like you say the the way it was put together is brilliant, but the footage that yeah. they had to draw from kind of shows a mm-hmm. little bit of the naivety and. Uh, soccer yeah. reporting back then, which was one of the reasons why that World Cup was such a big deal, but also a strange one because it was given to the USA at a point when there was no, mm-hmm. it wasn't a high profile sport. It is, and it's the MLS and David Beckham going there and David Villa yeah. and all of these guys going is really as a really long term result of this World Cup being played uh-huh. in the first place. Um, but it, I remember it, was, it being it, strange at the time that was it. Yeah, it was. It was an attempt to introduce, you know, soccer to the Americans. Really, wasn't it? I mean, that's what FIFA are all about, and that's why FIFA have awarded the, the World Cup to to various different places. It, it's it's money, isn't it? I mean, it, yeah, the yeah. more people in America who are who are interested in football. The, the more money FIFA yeah, are going to make. And, the more, and ultimately, that was what they were trying to do, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, and the amount of people in America, I mean, it dwarfs England. Do you think about how many English people mm-hmm. or guy, people who like football, how much they spend per person uh-huh. on football? Imagine if you can mm-hmm. tap into that in America or Russia mm-hmm. or China. Um, I mean, it's, yeah. FIFA are fairly transparent. Obviously, you've got it coming to the Gulf states in 2022 in Qatar. Uh-huh. I mean... That's not necessarily a big audience, but it's obviously an audience with a, with deep pockets. So yeah, um, yeah. So the documentary it, it's about Pablo Escobar and Andreas Escobar, um, and certain similarities between them, I guess. Um, they're both being sort of shaped by the society that mm-hmm. they're, they're living in, in mm-hmm. Colombia, um, and but they've, they've both gone in completely different paths obviously Andres Escobar is a, a footballer um, he's a captain of Colombia and stuff like that and he wants to use football as, as a sort of way to improve the image of Colombia as he, yeah. he goes along Pablo Escobar obviously is a massive drug sort of kingpin but that the lives sort of interject all the time don't they because Pablo Escobar owns the the, the team that uh, Andreas plays for yeah, yeah national national isn't it yeah, yeah. so uh-huh. they know how so I know that team an... because of sensible world of soccer <laughs> well there you go <laughs> sensible world of soccer that's a, it's a good barometer for things like this isn't it <laughs> for teams that you don't know about and stuff like that but uh, so yeah I mean there's a, a massive influx of, of drug money in Colombia that goes into the football teams because they've, they've worked out that they can loan their money through the football yeah. clubs. So Escobar owns Nacional, so other sort of drug lords and stuff like that. They own Cali and, yeah. and other uh, football teams. So they're just pumping loads of money in, into these clubs, aren't they? And yeah. obviously, because of that, they're able to keep their, their good players in the mm-hmm. country and things like that. Um, they're able to buy, bring in foreign coaches and stuff like that as well. So the Colombian game improves, doesn't it, because of the influx of this drug money into sort of these these club teams in in Colombia. Yeah, um, like <laughs> the um, so you go through Escobar's rise um, and how we went, and we're not yeah. going to go into all of that because there's 
plenty of places uh-huh. you can find out about Escobar. I'm sure people know stuff. anyway, don't they? I mean, it's I well, mean, there's Narcos, so many. Even like yeah. Narcos on Netflix, massively popular. I don't really, I don't like the blonde lad in it, so I can't really get <laughs> into the show. Um, but, yeah. Um, but there's that, you know, there's loads of places where you can find out about them. What, like, just very quickly, what do you, uh-huh. like, what's your gut instinct about them? About Pablo Escobar? Yeah. Well, I mean, obviously, <laughs> being the person that I am, any any sort of person who sort of is a terrorist, and that's what he was, he was a narco-terrorist yeah. sort of towards the end, wasn't he? I, you know, I'm, I can't get away with that. All. Any, anybody who's going to blow up uh, a hotel or blow up a plane full of innocent people just for the sake of, you know, his, his own personal wealth, or yeah, I, I can't get away with. So, I mean, I, I can see how people in Colombia see him as sort of this Robin Hood figure, yeah. but I don't live in Colombia. Do you know what I yeah. mean? I mean, one of the things is what he does with his money, uh, partly anyway, is sort of build hospitals and, and football fields and, and things like that, schools and houses yeah. and things. So I can see how they they they, they see him as this Robin Hood figure, yeah. but I'm looking from the outside. It would be different if I was a Colombian, I think. I might have a different opinion. Yeah, I mean, if you lived but, in uh, the favelas or whatever and then you'd done them yeah. up and, and you, know, you suddenly had a nice house and you could go out and play football and if you got ill, you could go to a real hospital and all of that kind of stuff, you would do... I yeah. also think it's very easy to say he did that because out of the goodness of his heart rather than uh-huh. he wanted to project the image of being the guy who looked after all the people. So then all of yeah. the, I mean, the, the majority of people in the country are poor. If he can get the majority of people thinking that he's a good guy, uh-huh. despite him being a drug dealer and killing people, uh, uh-huh. and not just killing people, maiming them, torturing them, and like you say, oh, yeah, blowing up whole buildings and stuff terrible. like that. Um, yeah. So... On one hand, yes, obviously you've done all of that. You've helped those people out, but I'm not sure if it's entirely altruistic and philanthropic that he wanted to do it because mm-hmm. it, for the good of the people, I think it's a as a if it's a tool to all people in power use like control over the masses mm-hmm. as a tool, and I just think that's yep. a, he's just another person who's done that. Um, well, he is. He's like a product of society, isn't he? He's, he's grown up poor. And he's realized the only way that he's going to make anything of his life really is by it's through criminality. And that's what he does. And he, Mm -hmm. he grows into being sort of the wealthiest criminal in history, really, doesn't he? I mean, that's, that's what he does. Yeah. And Andreas Escobar is different. He he chooses a different path. He he plays Mm -hmm. football and stuff like that. Yeah. But the the other thing in this documentary is the, the Colombian government use uh, Andres Escobar and the the Colombian football team as well, don't they? So they they're doing the same thing, yeah, really, aren't they? Absolutely, um, they are. The um, you know the government want to use the rise in football team to project this. Actually, we're not all about drugs, but at the mm-hmm. same time, that football team's only flourishing because of the drug money that's going into it. It's obviously yeah. a very very complex political situation. Oh yeah, and you know thousands of people lost their lives and stuff like that over it. We can't mm-hmm. even touch it. We don't know enough about it just off watching this documentary mm-hmm. or other programs about Escobar, whatever to talk, to talk about. But it's a fascinating yeah. um, 
like look into it. This documentary, I think, does it really well. You've got to be yeah, conscious yeah. that it's being told from a American point of view. I think, which mm-hmm. is obviously going to be biased in in some ways because you know th- this drug, the war on drugs that Ronald Reagan and Nancy mm-hmm. Reagan like instigated was essentially all aimed at Pablo Escobar and his drug. Yeah, drug. it was. So uh-huh. Colombia, Colombians were the enemy uh-huh. uh, or were painted as the enemy as far as uh, the American public were concerned as well. So it's an yeah. incredibly complex situation. But oh, is. The, what is great about the documentary is they do just keep weaving the football into it. And you've got some great interviews with ex-footballers, the coach. Uh-huh. There's an amazing interview with the coach. Um, mm-hmm. And some of the politicians where they keep, you know, at some point all of them have to accept well, yeah, we took Escobar's money or we knew where it was coming from and uh-huh. we just had to go with that because it made us quite good or I got to go on a private yeah. jet or whatever. Um, but when you're watching the football, which mm-hmm. is what we're interested in, I guess, more than anything else, but the mm-hmm. Colombian players, wow, what a load of skill and talent and oh, yeah. a breath of fresh air. It, it, uh-huh. all, like all the kind of players we like, like Haji for Romania, for yeah. example. Like uh-huh. Columbia seemed to have eleven all who played like that and with those type of mm-hmm. skill. Like Aspria, obviously at this point he's kind of he's even more raw than he was when we saw him later on. Um, yeah. there's that other guy, the number seven, I think, who went on to is he the guy that went on to be the coach? Like when they're showing some clips in the seventies. There's some yeah. number seven who's he's absolutely Is it Freddie Rincon? I mean the, before, I think the, he's the guy this, before Freddie Rincon in the t- in the Is generation he- before that, like mm-hmm. um, absolutely unbelievable. Like all these um, Brazilians, like Garincha and stuff like that, that people talk about. Yeah, these clips mm-hmm. show that there was Colombian players that had as much skill as that. But obviously, Colombia had never made it to a World yeah. Cup or whatever before. Um, but now well, that's, that's they did. The, that's the thing. Yeah, that's the thing that almost destroys the team as well. Because, like you've you've just said, the Colombian. The team was was really talented. It had some fantastic players. I mean, one of the qualifying, I think it's the last qualifying game, they beat Argentina 5-0, don't they? Absolutely thrashed Yeah, the Argentina. biggest uh, defeat Argentina have ever had, I think. Yeah. So, I mean, obviously really skilled sort of players and stuff like that. Um, but the problem with that is is, is the country that, that, unfortunately, they're living in because it's rife with drug money. What's happening is these cartels are, are betting on the games when they do eventually get to the World Cup. I mean, Pelé's built them up, as you mentioned <laughs> at the start there. Pelé's the, the person that has said that they're going to win the World Cup. He, he says oh, that they're, they're going to be the favourite. So that builds the expectations again. I think that's you know, the start the of... Columbia. I think when that's the, the start of Pelé saying any <laughs> any possible team will win the World Cup. <laughs> well, didn't he say... Didn't he say a team from Africa would win the the World Cup by the year 2000 or something like that? I yeah. always remember that one. Um, and obviously that hasn't happened, has it? Uh, I don't think enough. Well, I don't, I'm not saying his predictions but, uh, are false. He's, but I was saying like, he always <laughs> just picks a random team before every World Cup. He's like, yeah, these are the best. But I think they started yeah. with Colombia. And mm-hmm. to be honest, at this point, the weight of that was on Colombia. Like, you know, like you've got the best player of all time, a South American guy, saying 
these are the heirs to the win. throne. They're, they're, if these guys don't win it, look, they've just thrashed Argentina 5 0. Mm-hmm. They're the best team in South America. If they can beat mm-hmm. the best teams in South America, they can beat anyone in the world. The weight uh-huh. of expectation is huge at this point. You've also yep. got the weight of expectation from all of these bad men that have got yeah. so much money invested in it going well, which uh-huh. is what yeah. you, they don't really say it explicitly in this documentary, but the amount of money being waged on the domestic games, the club football, uh-huh. must yeah. have followed that it was being waged on the uh, World Cup. Oh, well, uh, I mean, it, it does. I mean, it, it, it says at certain points where they, that they have sort of dream team sort of games, don't they? Where the, the oh, shit, different yeah. cartels pick that the sort of breast players from from any team and they sort of fly players in from from different countries and they just have a game where in Pablo Escobar's home um and the yeah. bet two million on the winner and stuff like that. It's but, crazy stuff, isn't it? But these people Pablo Escobar and the other cartels are making so much money, it doesn't matter to them, does it? They can do this. It's like a, yeah. a play thing. I mean but, it's throughout the Fulham Pablo Escobar, it's been sort of said to you that he loves football. It's his, it's his passion, Pablo Escobar. Wow. He loves football. That's why he owns these football teams and stuff like that. That's what it says. So yeah, I, no, no, I, 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 no, no, I, I, no, I, I mean, get that. I, and obviously, I'm not saying he wouldn't love football. But yeah. I'm saying it gets to the point, like you've just said, it's a toy. Uh-huh. bring the biggest players from all and he plays in a game with them and there's that there's a great clip uh-huh. of him playing with yeah, like, yeah. these footballers I mean fucking hell that's in the prison I think that's yeah that's the when he, that he the prison that he designed himself where he had to spend all <laughs> his life in um, that he then broke out of weirdly <laughs> yeah. considering he had designed it himself mm-hmm. um, so he flies all of them guys in to play and while he's in prison mm-hmm. and I mean what's going to happen with that you know what I mean like are you going to tackle him uh-huh. Are you, are you, are you, <laughs> well, you can't, can you? I mean, he's like fat and old, yeah. and middle-aged. Yeah. But you know what I mean? Like, is anybody going to try gonna, and take the ball off him? Kick him, are you? No, you're not going to kick him, are you? Definitely not. Taking that point to the next step was more that, um, you know, these guys are dealing in cocaine. It's not a drug that makes you the most rational man in the world. So, uh-huh. um, you know, these are just okay. They can probably suck up that they've lost a bet or whatever. But the ego involved with their lifestyle, yeah. their industry, uh-huh. and the drug, which I, pre- I uh-huh. presume he, t- he uses cocaine, uh-huh. um, you know, the, all of that will go mm-hmm. into people not wanting to lose face uh, yeah. when, when, when they've lost a game, whether it's a derby, a club match, or oh, an well. international game. And yeah. that, that game against USA would have had so much um, kind of weight put on it mm-hmm. just for the fact that it was well, the USA you're, you're right and I, I mean uh, eventually the the government um, under pressure from the Americans sort of the one that oust Escobar don't they and the other cartels and stuff like that they, they sort of form this um, group called Los Pepes don't they um, yes who are based, they're just as bad as, as well, yeah, Escobar they're just, really. they're just all of the other cartel yeah. like bosses ganging they're just, up on exactly. him. <laughs> they, they just want to assassinate Escobar. Yeah. I mean, that the other cartels aren't daft. Either. They, they realize if they get rid of Escobar, you know, it's much like the Americans do all the time. They sort of they create this sort of monster, don't they? And once you take down the monster, the problems will go away. It doesn't work like that, does it? And they did the same thing with Escobar. 
So once Escobar is eventually gone, which he is just yep. before the World Cup, they do assassinate him. Well, it creates this sort disaster, of power vacuum, <laughs> doesn't it? And the whole country is in absolute chaos because people are just doing whatever they want. Because when Escobar was in power, he did have rules. Yeah, and if you the, wanted you know, to do anything, you had to check with him first or his guys or whatever. There's a sense of order. So almost that he it, it, it sort of. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. So, and when he does go, it creates that vacuum which leads to the sort of the actual death of Andreas Escobar after the World Cup. Yeah, you know, they also say it leads to the poor performance in the World Cup. Um, like, then there's some really well, it's a, you're right because the, I mean, they get there's various death threats and things like that. Crazy, that thing. That kids when they're yeah, that's crazy. They kidnap that guy's kid. Insane, uh huh. They go into the hotel room and every TV's got a death threat on it. Like instead of like, yeah. welcome to your room, Mister Clifford. It's like we'll we'll yeah. kill you. Um, the, uh -huh. that coach who seems like a very pragmatic guy who I guess has probably dealt with fucking everything under the sun as far as yeah. the football coach goes. Um, yeah, he he Fra says Francisco Manchurana. Yeah, he's yeah, yeah. He's good. I liked him in it. Um, yeah, um, but he's basically says he got a, if you play this guy is it Barabbas that guy who's like uh, not the most skillful guy, but he's the hard man in the, in central defensive yeah. field. I think they want him dropped, don't they? So they say if you play him, we'll kill you. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. he bows to the pressure. And drops him, mm -hmm. and that's for the yeah. that's for the USA game, and uh, basically saying that yeah. without him, they're a little bit more susceptible uh -huh. to attacks and stuff like that. And the own goal, mm -hmm. I mean, it's a pretty poor own goal, but it's not like you know we've seen own goals where people are bending them in from the eighteen yard box and stuff like that. <laughs> basically, tries we've to watched the genie. <laughs> <laughs> basically, he tries to cut out a cross. And diverts mm -hmm. it into his own net. Um, it's it's not great from Escobar to be honest, but it's not the. It's not, like, but it's not, you've, you've got to understand the pressure that they're under in this game. I mean, yeah. back home, you know that the parents are under armed guard and stuff yeah. like that. The cartels are making the manager pick certain players yeah. because they want their players from their team to be on the on the TV on the big stage or whatever to increase their value. It's an impossible situation, isn't it? See, it, the it team's is. gone out after the game against Romania under so much pressure that they just can't perform. It's yeah, they couldn't. I mean, you can say you can see one outcome, wasn't it? Well, you've got that uh, guy Popeye Escobar's basically he's murderer. <laughs> um, yeah. going, well, he was in the house like every other week, so you might say he didn't want to be friends with them, but yeah. he, was, he was there all the time. <laughs> that, that's the other good thing about this documentary it, it does sort of it, it interviews the sister of Andreas Escobar yep. the sister of his Pablo wife. Escobar yeah his wife and like you've just mentioned there Popeye and one of the first thing th things that Popeye says is I, I think I've killed 250 people but only a psychopath keeps count <laughs> <laughs> I mean says, I don't want to upset Pop Popeye <laughs> you know what I mean <laughs> he says killed or maimed, I think he's like points yeah. out that I've he's chopped them up and all. Yeah. Um, well, he's a funny one because I think he's in jail in this interview, but he's not in jail now. No, he I don't does, think he is he now. Does, is he does um tours where he'll take uh -huh. you around, like basically, you'll recreate like Escobar yeah. moments where you get fucking hijacked in the jungle and shit like that. Like, 
Really? Ob- obviously, I'm um, saying this guy totally, totally. I mean, that's terrifying. That is. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he is terrifying. He's like laughing about Absolutely like torturing terrifying. people. Um, but yeah. anyway, yeah. So it, there, there's some great interviewees in this. Mm-hmm. Um, and the thing about Andreas Escobar is, you really, he's painted as being like this thoughtful character. He wants to paint his country in the good light. He wants to make a change through football, not through doing anything bad. He wants to set a yeah. good example for people. You could have set some better examples as far as haircuts go, but, you know, I guess South America in the 90s, <laughs> that, that mullet. Um, but really, tragically, he's like... It's he is not like, the best haircut, is it? <laughs> he's like the thinking man's South American footballer, isn't he? He's not all flair. Uh-huh. He's like composed and sure. He's a great role model. And yeah. He's, and he seems he's called to have the gentleman got... of the pitch, isn't yeah. he? That's his nickname. <laughs> Great the gentleman. Man. <laughs> um, <a> good nickname. <laughs> um, and he seems to have won himself a move to AC Milan before the tournament yeah. starts, and he's the first Colombian ever to be like to play in Europe. Um, mm-hmm. Which is the thing that I didn't get because he, he scores the own goal against the United States, and the, and the, they get knocked out. Yeah. So, I mean, obviously, with all the pressure already back home, I mean, like I was just saying there, when he does score the own goal, the look of terror and fright on his face, he yeah, knows, yeah, it's, it's or he awful. seems to know by the look on yeah, his face what's going to happen. It is, it, it's not It's not nice at all. But the thing that he does do after, when they've been knocked out, he, he goes back home, and sort of five days after they've just been knocked out, he decides to go out. Now, I, I didn't get that. I didn't really get that part of it because he's got this offer from AC Milan on the table or what have you. Why did he, why did he go out? Did, is it like the pressure got to him that much that he just thought, to hell with it, I'm going to go out? Do you know what I mean? Face the music kind of thing. I can't live like this. I'm just going to see what, what happens. Yeah, I think it's... Because a... there's people, his wife's telling him not to go out. His yeah. friends are telling him not to go out. Yeah. But he does it, doesn't he? The strange so ones. This strange... is where this is where I think. I mean, okay, you can say it changed him. He felt the pressure. He wanted to go and let off steam. He didn't just let off steam oh, he by wanted, going he out. He wanted to get. He, he wanted just to relieve the pressure by actually, you know, going out and facing yeah. what was outside of his door. Yeah, there's people. Than... There are some of the people saying that he wanted to do that. He wanted to go out and go. Mm-hmm. Look, here I am. Mm-hmm. You've got a problem with this. You want to ask us a question? I'm here. I mean, going yeah. to a nightclub where you get a private table and all that stuff probably isn't the way to do that. Which is, uh-huh. again, I think it's a little bit suspect that I'm not saying he deserved to be killed, and I'm not saying he. Oh no, of course, well, of course he doesn't, out. does he? I mean, but, it's ridiculous. But I think he put himself in a situation that he must have known was going to be yeah. very, very dangerous, uh-huh. um, and. I mean, he paid the price for it. Like, it's sad, well, but this is where I think maybe there's a couple of voices saying, well, he might not have been as white as white as um, people are making out. And mm-hmm. I don't think it would be possible to be a total angel in that scenario. He must have been yeah. involved in, I'm not saying he instigated it or did anything really bad, but he's part of it. He's there. You're, part of, you're, you're involved in it just by being there, by being part of the squad. So... Mm-hmm. I, I, I was gone. I, I think I think the pressure's just got to him. I think everything's just got on top of him, and and almost to relieve the pressure, he's just got thought right. I'm going. I'll go out. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it, 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 he's just needed to do that. Yeah. I think, and and obviously, it's a mistake that's that cost him his life, because 
if he had just stayed inside, even if he hadn't gone back to Colombia, this is what I was thinking when I was watching it. Why didn't he just get his, his, his family out, move to Milan? Why didn't he yeah. do that? There's so many other different things that he, well, he could guess, have done, you know? Well, I guess, think about David Beckham in 1998. Uh-huh. I know there was people burning effigies of him and yeah. stuff like that, uh-huh. like uh-huh. in England. Yeah. He still came back to England. In England yeah. He yeah. still went out. I mean, it's a different situation to Colombia, though, isn't it? I mean, yeah, it? there's not but, like drug lord gangs going to kill him yeah. because they've been, but, England have been knocked out, but there'll be... But then again, he shouldn't... I mean, that situation shouldn't have existed in the first place, and we should say that, shouldn't we? You shouldn't be in a situation where you can't <laughs> go back to his, <laughs> his house or, or what have you. Costa. I mean, it's, it's crazy, isn't it? The sportsmen, they're yeah. there for entertainment, and okay, they get a lot of money, but... Um, it doesn't mean you can just because you earn a lot of money, you have to put up with any shit that anybody wants to do to you or say to you, and then yeah. you have to change your life because of it. So, mm-hmm. yeah, maybe Andres Escobar had every right to go out and say if somebody's yeah. got a problem, they can come and talk to us. But I guess the difference is, I go out in South Shields and somebody's got a problem with me. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's only going to get so bad if this guy goes out in Medellin and yes. starts fighting with. Drug lords and uh-huh. enforcers and all of these guys, it's, it's going to be a lot worse, isn't it? So It is, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it a real, real shame. And obviously then it it's goes... It's like into, a tragedy, isn't it? That's what it is. It is. And tragedy. I think this is the thing, the documentary, for those who, those of us like me and you who didn't know that extent of it when it happened, mm-hmm. it's great insight into how this kind of thing can happen and the, the society that built it up and, and how it ended up like that. It, it is a tragedy. Mm-hmm. Um, and also then the, the guys that were meant to have killed him got off with it and said it was the bodyguard the and all bodyguard, that kind yeah. of stuff. Um, yeah. It's just an unsatisfactory ending, isn't it? Like of all kinds, like Pablo yeah. Escobar's death. Yeah. I mean, should he really have been killed or should he have been actually brought to justice? That's unsatisfactory, really. That uh-huh. his death then made the place more unstable and more mm-hmm. dangerous that led to the rise in like worse kind of, not worse crime, but more widespread crime that was more unpredictable, uh-huh. brought more mm-hmm. people into it. That's bad. Colombia should have had a great World Cup, but basically got the Pele kiss of death as well as the, like all of this stuff going on. That's unsatisfactory. Mm-hmm. This guy who's a leader and a well-respected man scored an own goal. I mean, it could have been anybody else. Like, why did it have to be that guy? Like, why couldn't it? Yeah. Rene Higuita was, couldn't play because he was in jail because he was framed, but I'm sure, you know. Um, yeah. Like, you know, this guy genuinely seemed like a good guy, but he's the one who's taken the, made the mistake and took the mm-hmm. flack for it. Then he comes back and he ends up getting killed fucking in a really tragic way. Then the guys that have done it get off with it. And the other, the other thing that I got from this as well is, as far as the American government and stuff like that that go, they still make the same mistakes throughout history. There's yeah. always the body. There's yeah. always the Osama bin Laden that they get rid of. There's always the Saddam Hussein that they get rid of. And ultimately, it doesn't solve the problem when they they get rid of the you know that person that they've built up it's as just, being the monster. It's all about it, power. It makes matters worse, doesn't it? It does. It makes it's it's just all about power being a global superpower. It's 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 wrong. Yeah. And, I mean, you can go back to Vietnam if you want to talk about that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like it's it's doesn't help. It's it's Western 
imperialism enforcing uh-huh. what they think is a good idea on other people or try and do. And uh-huh. how many times has it worked? None. Well, it, I mean, it hasn't. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, a, a brilliant and a snapshot of the time. That's the other good thing. I, yeah, I, I sort of got. From I got, I got more. I got more out of this in terms of knowing about the background of Pablo Escobar. Maybe it's because I put it in a relatable context. Yeah, and I have of like loads of other documentaries and films and narcos mm-hmm. and shit like that. It's like yeah. I, I thought it was great, and it made us want to watch more of the 30 for 30 documentaries for sure. And I'll watch ones on sports and sportsmen that I've, I've previously not been that familiar with because it was so, so good. Yeah. I really, really loved it. Um, and yeah, like it was said, excellent. It's, it's old. It's 11 years old now and there's three mm-hmm. series of them. But like, well, that's just a lot to watch and a lot to get through. But if they're anywhere near mm-hmm. as good as this, I'll learn mm-hmm. a lot and appreciate a lot of stuff more, I think. Yeah. So definitely highly recommended from both me and you then this one, eh? Well, um, this is a little bit like the murder, or not the murder quiz, but the crime quiz. Okay. But this one's about sportsmen. Okay. And what I've discovered is that sportsmen are far worse people than normal celebrities. (laughs) Put it that way. (laughs) Okay. Um, Right, I've got to find it first. Where the hell is it? Oh, here it is. Right. First one is Marlon King. Who played for Leeds first and one? Marlon but King. He uh, got eighteen months, right? He got eighteen months, yeah. but three separate jail terms of eighteen months. Okay. He's he's got the longest criminal record I've ever seen of any footballer. Okay. Yeah, he, uh, he was done for sexual assault in a nightclub. Remember, we're not allowed to do those ones. We don't talk about the. We did do assaults. that though. We did. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, receiving stolen goods. Yeah. Um, I think he, he received a, a stolen BM, BMW. So I think that's what he did. Okay. So there you go. Do you know who Gavin Grant is, a former Millwall, Gillingham yeah, and Wickham? Yeah, player? do I? Yeah. Do you? What no. did he do then? He I got 25 years. Fucking hell. <laughs> 25 years. <laughs> 25 Jesus years. Christ. Um, I mean, obviously, it's a quite a large sentence, so you can probably guess. Yeah, I mean, he's got to have killed someone. Did he kill somebody while driving or something like that under the influence? He, he shot someone. I was going to say um, shot somebody. <laughs> shot <laughs> Buna, yeah. <laughs> so he's, he's got 25 years. This one, bit of a strange one, for the older listeners, if we'll have any, Peter Story, who used to play for Arsenal in England. Okay. What did he, he get? He got three years. When? Tell us when. When I think it was in the eighties after his his playing career, um, I think some kind of betting fraud. He, it's for conspiracy to produce counterfeit money. I think he was uh, making counterfeit gold coins. <laughs> gold coins. <laughs> gold <laughs> coins. Yeah. Trying to do gold coins. <laughs> <laughs> and while this was going on, right, while he was he was sort of being accused of this what he tried to do was he he made a brothel he sort of invested in a what a lego brothel so that he could raise money to escape it was called uh calypso massage parlor okay so <laughs> so a bit of an odd character I said. where's that bruno um... where's that where is it there you yeah. go <laughs> <laughs> it's closed down now Okay. Uh, Bruno, a Brazilian footballer who played for Flamengo. 
It's highly rated. Uh, Another one that AC Milan tried to sign. Name rings 22 a bell. years. <laughs> Fucking hell. Name rings a bell. Uh, what did Bruno do? Come on, Bruno. What did you do? What a silly boy. What did you do? Um, hmm. I think Bruno kidnapped some people. You're close. He, he murdered his former girlfriend. He hid her body. And he also kidnapped his, uh, his child, his son as well. Jesus Christ. So that's no good, is it? Next one's for you. Clifford Etienne, who was a boxer who fought uh, Mike Tyson. He got 150 years, Cliff. I <laughs> love <laughs> <laughs> American sentences. I know. 150 years. <laughs> I mean, that's mad. I mean, what the fuck are you They're insane, from? the American sentences, aren't they? <laughs> Absolutely great. Why give people him in England what? what? He's only got 25 years of murdering someone. Uh, he's got 150 uh-huh. years. Or, or, that's better. Um, <laughs> what, 150 years? Um, well, the baby's awake. This is unprecedented times. Um, 150 years for, um, I don't know what he's doing, drug trafficking. He got 150 years for a cocaine field rampage in which he robbed uh, a sort of uh, a liquor joint or whatever, carjacking, kidnap, and attempted murder of a police officer. Okay, so he didn't actually there. kill anyone. Yeah. But he, <laughs> you know. Next one. Well, there's only two more to go, and then he can go. Leslie Hilton, a Jamaican cricketer. He received death. Oh, fuck. Um, did Leslie kill his wife? I think he might have killed his wife. Yes. He did. Well done. <laughs> he shot and murdered his wife. He thought she was having an affair. Okay. So he was he was hung, unfortunately, for him. Oh. Uh, last one, Junior Johnson, who's a, a NASCAR race driver. He got 11 months. And if you get his crime, I will be very months. impressed. 11 yeah. months is a bit crap, isn't it? Um, is I think crap. Junior Johnson, um, also known as Small Penis to his mates, um, <laughs> <laughs> I think Junior Johnson uh, put a fake road tax on his car. He was convicted of moonshining. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> well, that was good. Bit of football and sports based this week. Hopefully, some people are interested in it. Um, yep. Nice talking to you, Brett. I really enjoyed that. Next week, we did discuss what we're doing, but. I can't remember. Probably um, change or something. Probably it? change anyway. Um, thanks mm-hmm. for listening, everyone. Uh, and you can follow us on Twitter, F Circus Pod. You can find us on Facebook. It's the name of the podcast. Um, and you can listen to us everywhere you listen to podcasts, basically. If you do do that, yeah. um, rate us and subscribe and give us a review if you can. And until next time, yes, Brett, indeed. I will see you later. Okie dokie. Take care and have a nice week. Bye, 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 bye. You too. Bye. Bye. There's only one thing for it. There's only one thing for it. And then when they get really small, they go inside people's houses. <laughs> Us called the aliens, uh, and they're like, We're not aliens. I don't know how you pronounce this.
catch a couple out here while having a sly wank. There's only one thing for it. I'm yep. going to put my hand to Ted Ferguson's arse yep. and to out through his, well, out through his mouth and his eyes. So that us called them the aliens. And then when they get really small, they go inside people's houses. <laughs> they're like, <laughs> those called them the aliens. Uh, and they're like, we're not aliens. So you just keep saying, aliens. That's not how you pronounce this. There's only one thing for it. I'm yeah. going to put my hand Ted Ferguson's arse yep. and to out through his well, out through his mouth and his ass. There's only one thing for it. 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 Uh, catch people out here or have a sly whack. There's only one thing for it. I'm yep. gonna put my hand and then when they get really small. Go inside people's houses. <laughs> There's only one thing for it. I'm yep. gonna put my hand on Ted Ferguson's arse yep. and to out through his well, out through his mouth and his eyes. So the special effects of this are brilliant. Like, they are good, yes. Yeah. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.